0: Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Just a Podcast. My name is Just Bob. Thank you for joining me as I speak. It is Saturday, November 27th, the day following Black Friday and two days after Thanksgiving. Now, I swore, as I do every year, that I would not be leaving the house on Black Friday, but I ended up doing so anyway. um, Chalk it up to poor planning. You know, I, I, I was running low on certain essentials, and so I found it necessary to go out into the world. Uh, after my experience holiday shopping uh, in 2015, I'm pretty sure it was, I, I was <laughs> struck by a shopping cart, and then I got out of the store to find that my car had also been struck by a shopping cart. Um, there were no ill effects. Actually, uh, stores weren't packed or anything like that. I, I kind of feel like the whole holiday shopping thing is is gearing up a little more gradually now. Uh, maybe a lot more people are shopping online as opposed to uh, you know brick and mortar stores or or something like that. so whatever the reason I managed to get out get what I needed and get home uninjured, which is uh well, it's a pretty good thing <laughs> you know uh, i I ended up with a, a bruise on my hip that that was there for weeks and uh I would prefer not to repeat that experience. Now, I'm reminded of, I'm reminded of a conversation that in, uh, we had on the air some months back regarding cover songs, and. I don't know why it is, but it seems like the topic of, of cover songs is something that arouses great feeling in people. <laughs> you know, either they love them or they hate them. Seems like there's not a whole lot of middle ground there. And I'm not really sure why that is. Um, Well, I, no, I, I take that back. Actually, in certain instances, I do, I do get that, you know, because it, it's very frustrating as a music fan to listen to a familiar song done by someone else and maybe not done as well or maybe, you know, disappointing or, or, or even worse, uh, you hear a song done as a cover version and it's actually better <laughs> and you're, like, not prepared for that. Um I I tried out recently for a band, uh, a cover band, and I was rejected. I I was turned down. And it's um one of those things, you know, like I, as a musician, I've always been in bands that have done original material. Or largely original material. I'm a songwriter, and so I, I don't have a lot of ambition to go out and play cover songs anyway, but I felt like it was a good um, chance to, you know, play with some other people and get some experience on that end of things. But the problem was. The songs they wanted to do were stuff by like Journey and Led Zeppelin, and I just do not have that high pitched tenor voice. You know, I'm a I'm a baritone. I'm I can do Jim Morrison and Eddie Vedder and Scott Weiland until the cows come home, but singing up high, I just I just can't pull that off. That's just not my thing. And besides, I, I can't. Imagine going out on stage every week and doing a bunch of other people's material. I know a lot of bands that do sets of covers. That's what they do. They go out and play covers, and that's fine. I'm not knocking it. Um, I think for some musicians, just getting on stage and playing is the thing that they enjoy, and that really has never been the case for me. I, mean, I, I talked in a previous installment about my struggles with anxiety and the related stage fright. Uh, one of the things that, uh, it seems kind of paradoxical, but one of the things that always helped my stage fright when I was an active working musician was playing songs that I was confident in. And the stuff that I had the most confident in was the stuff that I wrote myself. Um. Because if you're doing your own music, then nobody can tell you that you're doing it wrong. (laughs) You know, if you're doing a cover song, especially if it's a well-known cover song, if it's one that was a big hit and that a lot of people know about, then you're going to be compared to that original version. I mean, it's inevitable. And I would prefer not to be compared, you know. I'd rather what I do, it's like what I say, what I always say about sloppy seconds. You know, a lot of people will tell me in their comments, well, it's not a bad song, but it doesn't belong on Bob Rocks. Eh, but we're not, that's not the question here. We just want to know, do you like it or not? I mean, I don't really care if you think it's Bob Worthy or not, you know, because that's not what we're we're trying to determine here. It's It's, you know, do you like it? and there are songs that i love that would not be a fit on the radio station i mean that's in a way that's kind of what the business of of radio is you know formats and um in a way it's 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 a microcosm of of the music business in general because that's what the music business does you know it segregates um you know, uh, it uh, it's what am I trying to say here? It's it 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 segregates things into genre, I guess is the best way to put it. And um, so you you know you have uh, everything really segmented, and in certain genres like like metal, for example, do you realize how many subgenres of metal there are? There's hundreds. And several of them, I could not even tell you the difference between if I heard it. I I, I feel like, you know, all the time it's like there's just more uh, division, you know. And I I understand that's necessary to a degree. I mean, it's necessary in radio, for example, because um you know you as a listener you you want to know what you're going to hear you know i mean so and for people who um uh program radio stations and uh and the people that uh that work at them you know you need a, a kind of a unified brand, and I get that. And and coming from the perspective of a musician, I enjoy challenging those labels. You know, I I like to to feel like there's no sort of constraint in the music that that I produce, even though it's all rock, basically. You know, because that's that's what I like. I mean, uh, and I'm sure that, you know it's what you like. That's why you listen to this radio station, you know, because you like rock, and 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 that's cool and everything. Um, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is there are times when, from an artistic perspective, the goals of a musician and that those of the people that sell the music and the people that play the music and promote it are kind of at odds with one another. I mean, if you're a, you know, like you own a record store, for example, you need to have concise categories so people can find what they're looking for, you know. I I remember I went to a, a record store in Baltimore. This was... Some years ago, this was in the the mid-90s, and it was like rock and roll haven or something like that, and there was no categories. Everything was just alphabetized, and so each letter was massive, and it took so long to find anything. I mean, you'd be in there for hours just searching for a certain record, you know, as opposed to, like, the big chain stores. Like, when I was a kid, I spent a lot of time and a lot of money in uh, Sam Goody. Uh, Sam Goody was the leading chain record store at the mall in Columbia where where I lived as a kid in Columbia, Maryland. And so uh, when I was in my early teens... It, my ritual was, like, I earned a certain amount of money. I want to say 10 or $15 for... It was, like, my allowance. And I got it for, like, cutting the lawn and for doing, like, assorted chores around the house and whatnot. And it was, yeah, it was $10. And the cost of an album on cassette at the time was nine ninety five. So I had just enough and and that's what i would spend it on almost every week you know i i cuz i had a i had a tape deck my um my main method of listening to music was i had a sony sport walkman it was like this yellow shockproof thing and i carried i carried it with me at all times you know i used the thing until until it basically broke down and, and ceased to function and, uh, I had, at one point, I had about 300 cassette tapes. And I was a late adopter to CDs. Like, I didn't get my first CD player until 1991. Um, several years after all my friends did, you know, I still had cassettes. And, but I would, uh, I would take all my money and I would use it to get one album, and so it 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 better be something good, you know. Back then, um, you know, like in 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 the early days uh, of the rock and roll era, rec- record stores would have like listening booths, so you could you could sample a record and and listen to it and. Decide if you wanted to buy it. You know, later on, that didn't exist. I I, I found out a lot about a lot of music through MTV because MTV once played music. I know that's a joke that's been beaten into the ground, but I um, learned a lot. Of, but you would only hear the one song. So, and there are there were a couple of albums that I bought, and and the ritual was like I would ride my skateboard to the mall because I didn't drive yet. I was like fourteen. 13 14 years old and I would get my new album whatever it was and I would put it in the walkman I would listen to it as I rode home and there were many times when I had such high hopes and was disappointed like the single was the only good song on the whole thing you know it was like man what a letdown and and there were times when I would get something, and uh, it, it turned out to be m- magnificent. And one of those was uh, uh, Hysteria, Def Leppard. Um, I went through three cassette copies of that album, three of them, because I just played them to death. I played them so much that all of the writing would wear off the surface of the tape like you know like the cassette cartridge like how how the like the song titles and things are, are printed on them everything you've probably seen that one of those old tapes everything just wore just the paint just wore off of it cuz i played it so much and i i loved that you know that was that was one i one of the reasons i did end up getting a cd player because you know, you didn't have that problem with see, Actually, what I did with a lot of the CDs was I would I would get the album on CD and then I would dub it onto a tape, and then, you know, and then I could because I never I never did have a like a disc man like a portable CD player. I, I I got one years later. It was like I was like I don't know thirty <laughs> when I got one. I, it's funny I I worked at a at a dollar store, and they were selling them for five bucks, so I bought one, and uh, I used to, uh, I didn't have a car for a while, so I would ride the bus to work, <laughs> the public bus, ride the public bus to work, this was uh, in Frederick, I'd ride the public bus to work, and I'd have my, my CD player, I'd mix CDs, and uh, that's uh, lost art, you know, like the mixtape, mix CD, and um, because now you don't have to go to all that trouble. You can just create a playlist. I have like a playlist that's like every song I've ever liked. It's like 400 songs long. And I put it on shuffle and listen to it over and over again. <laughs> I don't know. It, it It's like a lot of people's musical taste gets kind of stuck at a certain point in their life. And... Um, I've tried to avoid that, I've tried to always kind of listen to current, and and of course this job, having this job helps, because, you know, we 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 do new rock all the time, and there are bands that I have discovered from, you know, hearing them on the station that I might have never heard of otherwise, you know, some of them have gone on to be some of my most favorites, you know, and that's... The thing, you know, I kind of feel like for a lot of people, their their taste kind of gets, like, frozen in time, and I have done my best to try to avoid that. Because, um, I mean, it, I think by, by saying, well, I'm not going to listen to anything new, or I'm not going to, you know... uh listen to anything different, like I'm a rock guy, so I'm not going to ever listen to any sort of hip-hop or country or classical or jazz or anything like that. It's very limiting because you can be cutting yourself off from a lot of cool stuff. And I think um, even if you are most partial to a certain kind of music, and like I said before, I'm a rock guy. You know, I've always listened to rock, and, and that's been my favorite kind of music pretty much my whole life. By branching out and checking out other stuff, you have the opportunity to hear things that maybe you wouldn't otherwise. And I, I think that's one thing that streaming has done that's good because no matter what your streaming platform is, whether it's uh, Spotify or um, Amazon or, or whatever it is, they always, with the algorithms and stuff, they always, they give you suggestions for things to listen to, and I've discovered stuff that way, stuff that I would probably have never heard of otherwise, and it's pretty cool, and, and it makes it easy to to experience new things without that risk, you know, it's not the risk of you're buying the, uh, the album and it turns out to be not so good you know you you kind of uh you kind of able to uh to sidestep that issue um so i hope that whatever uh you use as far as uh listening to music other than the radio obviously i mean obviously you listen to the radio otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me right now <laughs> um that uh, keep your mind open because you can discover a lot of cool stuff that way this has been just a podcast my name is just bob thanks for joining me Till next time